Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? Doing well, Chris. It's uh, it's an earlier morning for our Friday pod normally. It's a nice little brunch episode, if you will. And uh, we got a lot to do. It'll be our, I think you said it was our third annual NFL mock, third mock annual. draft. People always love the... Some uh, say the, the best episode of the year. Some say, yes. We have gotten... Some have said that. Some have said that. But before we get into that, we had some uh, some NBA play-in tournaments that were pretty pretty damn good. And we're gonna we're gonna discuss them real quick, and then we'll get right into it. So, the first game. Oh, first of all, before we get into everything, if you listened to me and you parlayed all of my picks from Tuesday, you would have made yourself a lot of money. I uh I know Chris is he's he's shaking his head in agreement. I was only one off. Yeah. Yep. But I I had them all. um, You took the heat. Took this the terrible terrible heat. Um, so let's start off with that game, uh, heat versus the Hawks. This was a butt whooping the whole time. They, the heat eventually brought it close. Uh, they came back within five, but they never came closer than that. It, uh, the Hawks were, were just picking apart their defense and the heat really just could not hit any of their shots. Jimmy Butler started the game missing two wide open layups um, the rest of the team couldn't get anything going. And let me tell you about Sadiq Bay. Let me tell <laughs> you. For it. Let me tell you about <laughs> Sadiq Bay. Uh, 17 points, six rebounds. Seemed like every possession he was just wide open in the corner. And Trey Young would just toss it to him and he would nail a three. Uh, that was incredible to see because you did you did make fun of me a little bit saying I love Sadiq Bay. And I, I do. Hopefully, he's not even making fun of you. You just, you know, everyone's got to have guys that aren't that good that they love. Sadiq Bay's mine. Uh, now, Bay's your guy. <laughs> now, you know what's going to kill me? Them. What's going to kill me is if Sadiq Bay kills the Celtics in a game or two. That's oh, yeah. Kill me. Uh, so now, the Atlanta Hawks, they won the 7-8 the game. So now they are facing my Boston Celtics in the first round. And this is what I, I mean, if you listen to the pod, this is what I was begging for. This is what I wanted this whole time. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't come to bite me in the ass. I don't think it will, uh, to be honest. I was gonna say when you like when you put all your eggs in one basket, like you did with the Heat. There's no way you can win. It's either you play the Heat and you've already admitted you're scared, or you've admitted that you would much rather face the Hawks. And now you face the Hawks, and basically already publicize the fact that you're not scared of them. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I'm doing that correctly. What do you? I don't, I don't see that. Am I, I mean, am I messing something up here? I'm not scared of the Hawks. Why should I be scared of the Hawks? Right. I'm not saying you should be. I'm just saying if things go wrong, then you look like a fool. Yeah. Well. Okay. If They're things, hundred, I'm sure you'll be fine. If things go wrong, they should blow up the TD Garden, and we are we should just restart <laughs> everything because there's some something went terribly wrong. If uh the if the Hawks beat us in a series. So Fair enough. the the Hawks, they they it was funny. John Collins started the game, I didn't even realize, because he was like benched immediately for Sadiq Bay. Um he he ended up with a decent ten point game. Clint Capella controlled the rebounds, completely bullied Bam Adebayo, 
which I didn't expect at all. I thought Bam and Jimmy Butler, I mean, it's playoff time. This is what they've been waiting for. They've been they've been soaking in all the doubters, all the haters, and they they couldn't they couldn't let up. I mean, 21 points for Jimmy, uh 12 for Bam out of bio, only 9 rebounds. Kyle Lowry, the sixth man, was the best player on this team. He was prime Lowry. He just loves the playoffs. That see that like that factor right there was why I was scared of the Heat. <laughs> like just one of those guys on the bench, either Victor Oladipo has a great game. Kevin Love never played, but uh, neither did Victor Oladipo really in this game. But uh, one of those guys was gonna pop off against the Celtics, and Kyle Lowry hates playing. Like he seems like he hates Marcus Smart. They they hate each other. So they uh, that that was scaring me. It was fun to see Prime Lowry back. He was really like. It, it, he was like in his bag. He had some terrible shots at the beginning. I was making fun of him because he's fat and old, but he, he, <laughs> he did proved, call him fat. He, he proved me wrong, and he had an excellent game nice. against the Hawks. Uh, the the thing that confused me was the Heat have all these offensive struggles. You can't get Jimmy Butler to switch on to Trey Young. Trey Young's a he's a he's a a, a pylon out there. He's a cone on defense. Yeah. Uh, my direct strategy would have just been hunt Trey Young as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the Hawks deserve credit for like, him. oh, sorry, you like getting those switches done correctly. Yeah, yeah, they they hit Trey Young very very well, and Trey Young, I gotta say, for I remember in the pre-draft, in the right when he got drafted, we were like, oh, he's kind of a selfish like doodle. Ooh, sorry. Prime, uh, Prime gave me a burp, but uh, the it, it, we, he was like a selfish player. He was like just taking all the shots himself. But he really had some nice assists this game, and he actually led the league in assists this year. So great development by Trey Young. Um, still not really, you know, he's not really a likable player by most. But uh, he had he had some great behind the back passes, great assists this game. And he really got everyone involved. He's the play and goat. <laughs> and never lose. I told hey undefeated, aren't they? Undefeated. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I said, remember I remember I said on this pod, I think Trey is like the third most points in a play in game. And yeah, he didn't he I'm didn't get there points wise. He had twenty five, he led the team, but uh it was a it was a team effort. Everyone was scoring, uh, and everyone had a great role for the Hawks. So that was a good good win for them. And Miami now has to play the Bulls to make it into the playoffs today at seven. I I'm riding with the Bulls. I think. I think I am too. Bad. Um, The Heat looked terrible. Something about this Bulls team. I know. I like. I don't know. It's like I feel like every like the Heat, like the Spurs, a team that just has good culture and like never want to bet against them in the playoffs. Eventually, their time has come to fall apart, and this this might be the year. The, I agree. The heat culture kind of collapses. I agree. Um, moving on to the next game, the the late game, Minnesota versus LA. Minnesota completely choked this game away. They they had it in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was awesome right at the beginning. He he shot. He I think he ended the half six for six on his shots including 100% from three. He was doing it all. 
with no with no Rudy Gobert out there, no Gobert, and they they had they had the Lakers on the strings this whole time, this whole game. It was I felt like the the Lakers were weirdly coached. There was a lot of stretches where Anthony Davis was out there too much, and then he wasn't out there at all. And then Jared Vanderbilt, I mean, he did nothing this game, but he needed to be out there. They just needed size. LeBron was the the center for a lot of it. It was LeBron and like three guards and maybe one and Rui Hachimura, but it worked out for him. They they hit that Dennis Dennis the Menace hits that last shot to uh to put him up three right at the last second, and so I I was very excited. It was about twelve forty a.m. I was laying in bed. I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. I have an early morning the next day. He hit the shot. I was like, great. Not so fast. Not so fast. So Anthony Davis decides, let's foul uh, Mike Conley, who was the best player on towards the second half of this uh, Minnesota team. And he hits all three th- uh, free throws to tie it up. They have to go to overtime. And in overtime, the late, like, the the past six minutes of this game, including over probably actually honestly probably the last ten minutes of this game, including overtime, Minnesota just couldn't score at all. Oh yeah, I mean if you look at the box score, like the scores by quarter twelve in the fourth and then four in overtime. Yeah, that sixteen points in seventeen minutes. That just that it's just not, can't not happen. Great. No, that can't happen no. at all. And LeBron had a great game. He had some stupid mistakes down the stretch. He really want the lake like neither team really wanted to win this game. It seemed like, and the it's funny when you look at the free throw comparisons. The NBA is going to do, you know, NBA things and do whatever they can to make sure the best players are playing the best play people, in uh, in the the series. So it was twenty four free throws for the the Lakers, fifteen for the Timberwolves. What surprised me the most about the Timberwolves is Anthony Edwards stinking it up. He had great rebounds. He ended with nine points, but he had he had five, I'm pretty sure, until the fourth quarter. Um, and the the thing that bothered me was had he not run the offense through Mike Conley. Mike Conley was great all game, and towards the end of the where they couldn't score, just give him the ball. He's a vet. He knows what he's doing out yeah. there. He's won playoff games. Won won a won a couple series. I don't know why they, they, they shied away from him. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of what we've come to expect from the Timberwolves. Like, every time it seems like they have something good, they, some, they find a way to screw it up. Well, it's just, like, is, in their DNA. This is, I'm pretty sure, their 18th game this season where they've blown a lead by double digits in within Ugh. the last couple minutes of the game. So, it, it is. And that's exactly how they lost against Memphis last year if you remember they were up every single game that they lost and up by a lot too and they just couldn't yeah, and they couldn't lost in five it. yeah and they ended up losing in five so now they have to face a weird OKC team with no center as we said they they ended up beating the Pelicans uh yesterday or sorry Wednesday and that that that'll be that'll be a fun matchup uh maybe we'll see some some Gobert they they kind of like if they have Gobert and Towns out there, I I don't know what OKC does. But that being said, OKC finds a way. They find a way to win, just like they did against the Pelicans. We'll move on to well, to them right now since I already mentioned them. They they face the Pelicans. Uh, 
this game was another close game all the way to the end, and the the OKC pulled it out with Jalen Williams, the guy from Arkansas, not the uh, not the guy from Stanford, as being their center, and he's only six nine. Yeah, they're I mean they're a weird team. Um, it's like lining up against Valentinus would be an issue, right? Yeah, you'd think so. And he had 18 rebounds this game, 16 points. So he was he was getting it done on the rebound perspective. But, I mean, Josh Giddy, 31 points. Shea Gilgis, 32. Uh, great game by those two young young stars. And OKC, I mean, I know we've been saying this for years, but now that they're, now that they're trying to make the playoffs, they're trying to win these games, they, they still have 17 first-round picks or whatever within the next five mm-hmm. years. And they they have Chet Hol- Holmgren just sitting on the bench waiting to be healthy. So this is going to be one of the fun, most fun teams in the NBA the next couple of years. And I'm excited to see where they go next. I think Shea Gildas is like the most underrated player in the league right now. He's so good. He's so good. He really is. He uh, he's a mid range. He's finally on a, a stage where where he can win he can some big games. National TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. the The Pelicans. This was just a, another disappointing year for them. They with Zion, you expect this team to to make a good run to at least you know have a a a, a playoff spot. And now with no Zion all year, pretty much, uh, they're just they're not the same. Uh, Brandon Ingram had a great game, thirty points, but it, it wasn't enough to get him past the Thunder. Dor- the Dorcher Chambers, 27. Oof. Uh, it feels like this Pelicans team like has the talent and there's just always something missing. And I guess that missing piece is Zion. But even when he's out there, I don't know what it is. Maybe they just need more time on the same floor together. But I feel like this is a situation that's just never going to work out. Yeah, that's the issue. I mean, when you play 20 games a, a year and you have rumors that he might be back, he might not be back the next, you know, the whole year, it you can't get the team right together. You can't get the, the players on the same page. And they, they need to figure out what to do with Zion and if he, he's ever going to be able to play a full NBA season, which is you got to look at, you know, Joel Embiid had had this struggles the first couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of players that have had these struggles the first couple of years and been been able to pass that. And Zion has the skill set and has the talent to get past that, but he just needs to stay on the court. So that it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. I don't expect them to – I mean, I, I don't know what they could do besides just hope for uh, hope, hope for Zion, but C.J. McCollum sucked this game. Herb Jones had a good game. They have good pieces. They just they need that 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 superstar and that's Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a sucky situation. All right, Bulls Raptors. Raptors were the another choke job. Uh, there has been there was plenty of choke jobs this plan, and the the Raptors they went from their free throws. They shot eighteen of thirty six, fifty percent. And I don't know if you watched the game or not, but if you could hear that screaming behind the the announcer's bench. Did did you see that that was DeMar DeRozan's kid? 
I did see that. <laughs> so DeMar DeRozan's kid, every time the Raptors were shooting free throws, she was just scream like not even like a boo or like a or like a cheer. It was a eek eek <laughs> just right in their face. And clearly clearly it was an advantage because it they shot fifty percent from free throws. If they missed eighteen free throws, I can't believe it worked. Yeah, it did. If they hit, if they hit seventy five percent of their free throws, hell, if they hit five more than they did, they win this game. And and they they couldn't do it even late in the stretch. They they could they had the same thing that the the Lakers had. They could have tied it up, uh, with or the Minnesota Timberwolves had tied it up right at the end with three free throws and two clanks and one make. That's not gonna it's not gonna do it for you. I'm just glad the Raptors are out of my face. Honestly. It's like done, done seeing this team. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, they, I mean, Fred Van Vliet had a great game. They they have some stuff to work on. The, Gary Trent only playing 17 minutes. I mean, he didn't have a good stat line. Pritchett Sachuna only playing uh, nine. These are players that should be playing more. Uh, but you're right. I'm glad they're out of my face. I, uh, I'm I'm glad I don't have to see these these teams again. They have a lanky team now that I'm looking at it. Like Scotty Barnes is there. This, Fred Van Vliet's the only short guy on this Jakob team. So lanky. Oh, I know. And OG Ananobi, uh, Jakob yeah. Pertl, of course, in the center position. But they, uh, yeah, they needed Boucher. more from their guys. Boucher, yeah, Boucher's lanky too. Even Precious, Precious, is a lanky fella. So no. on the Bulls side, Demar Derozan. <laughs> 23 points. Zach Levine really turned it up. He ended the first half with, I'm pretty sure, six points and ended the game with 39. That is just an elite-level player. It's, it's honestly, it's one of those players that the, the Raptors needed. Just a guy to carry the team on their back, uh, get all the points that they, that they need, and play NP. He didn't do anything, but yep. he, he, got, he got the win. This is presence. Yep, this is presence on the court. Was uh was enough to surpass him. I mean, this was a fun game. It was a back and forth game, and but uh, as you said, I'm glad the Raptors are out of our face. I'd much rather watch Zach Levine and Demar Derozan than just lanky guys. Yeah, I know. All yeah, and they all look the same, and it's just like it doesn't really matter. Like I don't, Actual I'm not Velociraptors. I'm not like scared of the ball in any of their hands, so. That that's like Zach Levine. I'm scared when the ball's in his hand. Demar Derozan. Right. I'm scared when the ball's in his hand. Uh, so next up tonight we have Bulls, Heat, Thunder, Timberwolves, and we had every every team besides the Lakers got upset in the first round of the play-in, and I see more of the same. I see the Thunder that's finding a way to I take like this, and the Bulls. I feel like they might destroy the Heat. They can get their offense going and like going quick right off the tip. They they might really destroy this team. Oh yeah. Um. Do you think we're suffering from recency bias at all when we're making these picks? We might be, but in today's NBA, I I don't know if it matters. I think in today's NBA, it yeah. feels like recency bias is what what's been happening more and more. Uh, recently <laughs> so the I, I i'm not sure it could be we could definitely see the bulls fall off uh and definitely see i could definitely see carl anthony towns 
punishing OKC for not having a center. Mm-hmm. But that being yeah. said, I do like the. I feel like the odds are better. Well, obviously they're better because of the underdogs. But my like suggestion, dogs tonight. My suggestion would be Bulls money line, Thunder uh, spread. Just to play it a little more safe. Like that, that would be my. That would be my suggestion. Like All right. You ready for the mock draft, or you got you got one one more thing on these yeah. these nope. two games? All right, get to the mock. We uh we're probably gonna spend that was twenty minutes. We're probably gonna spend another hour on this mock draft. So prepare, buckle up, get ready. We're starting. And how we do this last time? I just say the I say my pick, and then you just say yours. I yeah, we just go pick by pick. All right, number one, the Carolina Panthers traded all the way up. They traded about it seemed like. Seems like two years ago they traded up to the first round pick or first overall pick, but uh, here they are. I have them taking C.J. Stroud. What do you got? Yep, same thing. Um, I think we already discussed this on another pod. That this feels like there's too much momentum leaning this way for it not to happen. Yeah, like, this is probably the pick. He's probably the most pro ready guy. When you trade up like that, you don't want to make huge mistake you don't want to take the bold risk so this makes the most sense you're stealing my points here that's exactly what i was gonna say everyone's talking about oh you can get more upside with bryce young you can get more upside with uh anthony richardson those are gonna be the the prolific guys like mahomes or someone else that you want and my mindset is if you think cj stroud is the most pro ready guy even if he doesn't have the mobility even if he doesn't have uh the mahomes like essence that you want you want a safe pick. You're going for number one here. Yep. And, like, I, I, I heard of people talking about it, and they were like, you know, you want to you wanna get the most upside you can get. But if you're trading this much up, you just want a stable quarterback in the, in the position. Some guy that you can have for a while. Some guy you don't really have to worry about. And this is, for me, for me, C.J. Stroud. Lost Hello? Second. Yeah, just for just for one second. Yeah, That's all right. right. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. All right. All right. On to two. Yeah, yeah. Say yours first. Would you have the Texas taken? We got Bryce Young. Yeah. All right. Yep. Again, I think we. I said that like every every mock draft, this just seems like the way things are heading. Yeah, and this, I mean, for the Texans, I I see them taking more of a risk here with Bryce Young. Uh, short quarterback. We, we everyone knows his problems, and it's really that he's just the shortest. It's going to be the smallest quarterback ever drafted this high, and one of the shortest quarterbacks ever drafted. And I think he could be a great player in this league. I, I, there's definitely some worries about it, but the Texans taking him here, I think it puts him in a, a spot where he can grow, a spot where, uh, you know, the Texans really haven't done the best job of putting weapons around him. They still have Brandon Cooks. Um, they signed the the veteran from Bobby Trees from from the Tennessee Titans. So they have some veterans in there. They'll get some more young guys. And Bryce Young is uh, is my pick here as well. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's not even like that much of a risk. He's like the top-ranked player in most rankings that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. I just think the risk is how will he transport into the NFL yeah, and uh, be pro ready there. So number three, the first 
most likely trade spot. Did you, do you had a, tra you had a trade here? I did have a trade here. Uh, who did you have trading up? I just have the Colts moving up a God single pick. <laughs> God damn yeah, it. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And you have him taking Anthony Richardson? I do. All right. Well, I had the, uh, yeah, I had this too. I just had the Colts sending their third round pick this year and a second next year to move up one spot just to make sure that no other teams move up to three, get that out of the way, take your quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback. They've had a one-and-done guy every year. This guy will be the quarterback of the future. Uh, I really like Anthony Richardson. I There's been a lot of, a lot of hype going around him uh, recently, and I think he fits with the Colts here, and they, they just need that. They just need a guy, and they need to make sure that they get that guy. It's going to be weird seeing, like, a mobile back in this Colts team. If this happens, of course. Yeah, it would like be. They're always, they just have, like, the boring, big, like, Matt Ryan, Wentz. Even Luck. Phillip Rivers. Just the most basic quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, even, like, Peyton Manning. Like, obviously, great quarterback, but seeing a guy that is fast is going to be shocking this team it will be it, it'll definitely be it'll be shocking i mean shades of cam newton shades of justin fields uh it, it'll be interesting just to see a guy as you said be able to scramble out of the pocket for the colts i feel like we haven't seen that as you said in in many many years all right cardinals i'm guessing we're going we're, we're i hope we're not chalk like the rest of the way i have some more surprising are. ones <laughs> it's all uh cardinals do you have will anderson Will Anderson Jr., as we said, player on the board. best player on the board. Uh, he is an alien, just fast, big, almost won the Heisman as a defensive player. That alone, I mean, that, just that, that, that sentence alone for me makes him, uh, makes him the, the best prospect in this, in this draft. What, the almost won the Heisman as a defender? Yeah, I mean, that never happens. You never see that. No. Never. So, that, uh... That that's that's why I'm taking Will Anderson here. They need edge depth. They the they're getting the Eagles defensive coordinator. They know how important the edge is. So that's uh that's where I'm going for the Cardinals and you as well, I guess. All right, Jalen Carter to the Seahawks or someone else? No, oh, all right, there we go. All right, sweet. Uh, I haven't taken Christian Gonzalez. Okay, all right. Why'd you uh why'd you pick um, why'd you pick him? I don't know, honestly. Uh, I think Carter's probably the best player on the board, um, but there's the off-the-field stuff. So I guess I saw him slipping a little bit further. Uh, I also, when I see Seahawks, I think secondary. Okay, yeah, that, I, I, that makes sense. I think Christian Gonzalez, it's funny. I know more about Devin Witherspoon, and more about uh, Joey Porter, just because the Pats could get either one of them, so I've been looking more into them. I don't know much about Christian Gonzalez. I know that he's uh he was a great corner for Oregon, but uh I have them taking Jalen Carter. I think they ignore if anyone's gonna ignore the off field stuff, Pete Carroll will get him right. Uh it's a veteran head coaching over there, so it's not like the he has to go in with um any new sort of head coach or system. He comes right in. They need yeah. 
defensive tackle help and hopefully help the the run game because I don't know if you remember last year their run game was their run defense was terrible. Absolutely. I mean their whole defense was terrible. So it's and either defensive pick here would be a good pick. I just have them ignoring Jalen Carter's off the field shit and taking him right away. Not letting him fall. That's fair. Yeah. All right, the Detroit Lions, number six. Who you got? I also have them going corner with Devin Witherspoon. Okay. I now have Christian Gonzalez here just because he didn't go to the, the Seahawks. As we said last episode, they traded the the third overall pick in the 2020 draft to the Seahawks, so they need some corner help. Um, and this is just seems like an obvious pick is going to be corner here. So I could see them going either yep. one. In your mock draft, it just happens that they can't get Christian Gonzalez, so it makes sense for getting Devin Witherspoon. And boost up that, de- that defense because – this was one of the, the most fun young offenses in the league. Uh, but as just like the Seahawks, couldn't couldn't defend anyone. Yeah, I mean it makes too much sense. It's like it feels like they wouldn't have traded Akuda if they weren't gonna go corner here. And it works out that the best player on the board might just be a corner. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, this one we're definitely I feel like because I, I reached here a little bit with the, the Raiders. Yeah. Who'd you get for the Raiders? Jalen Carter. He is oh, a okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a Raider. Yeah. See, to me... He'll driving recklessly. For me, that just seems like a fit made in hell. Josh McDaniels is not going to be able to control his <laughs> off-field shit. Uh, as you said, the Raiders just notorious for, for off-field violence. And as you, I guess you're, it makes sense. He goes, he goes right in there. He squeezes right in. Uh, fits the culture of the Raiders, but uh, I I, I can't. Good. It, it is good too to good. True, it is too good to be true. I have them going with some Jimmy G help, going and getting Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, yeah. getting just a big mauler to help out Jimmy G. I was I was tempted to go Levis here, but I, I as a as a Jimmy G fan, let's have him at least one year without a rookie quarterback breathing down his neck. I think it'll happen. I don't well, think they'd go quarterback here. Like, Jimmy G's proven that he can go to a Super Bowl. I think they'll let it ride. Yeah, and they, they signed him to a, a big deal. This They just got him this offseason. There's no I, – I don't see a reason to, to look for the future already to at least see what you have with Jimmy G. He's back with Josh McDaniels. You get him some help on the O-line because their O-line is horrendous right now. So you help him out there and see what he can do this year. All right, next up, Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with Tyree Wilson. All right, I also Again, have I also have Tyree Wilson. Like best player on the board at this point. They need help defensively, especially up front. And from what front. from what I've been hearing, he might be one of the best prospects in the draft. So this is yeah. a a great get for them at eight. They they definitely should not go offense. They've been picking top ten every year and they pick offense every year and it's like at some point you got to change change your mindset so i haven't taken defense getting one of the best players in the draft falls right to them and it just just makes sense just makes sense in my head all right number nine no games here number nine i'm going with 
more offensive tackle help. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern helping out Justin Fields. Just get get that man some help. Get some man, get that man some protection. You already got DJ Moore for him. You traded down all the way to nine, and you can get one of the best tackle prospects in the draft. Seems like a win-win in my point, in my mind. Yeah, that honestly, that makes more sense. I have him taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State. Oh, okay. Just give him as many weapons as possible. Because yeah. you got DJ Moore, but like, who else do you really have? Arnold Mooney, I guess. Will commit. Just aren't really getting it up for me. Um, so give him two studs at receiver, hopefully, if this works out. Uh, they do need a line help, though, so I kind of like your pick better. I, I like the, the Jackson Smith, the Jigba pick. Did did they play together, Justin Fields and him? I don't think so. Okay. Well, they come from the same system, the uh, the Ohio State system. You you get a guy that will, has been one of the best. I mean, he's the best receiver in this draft, and you pair him up with a nice young quarterback, and I like it. I like that, too. All right, number 10. Who do you, first, who do you have picking here if you don't have the Eagles? And second, who you got? I had the Eagles standing pat here. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so do I. Did too? Yeah. I couldn't find it. you trade. said you were changing their pick. I was going to, but then I just really couldn't find it unless I the, – the only one that I would want to do would have been the Minnesota one that yeah. – that, our boy Chad, yeah, that our boy Chad did, but I was like, I don't want to do the same thing. And And then the team that picks right after them is the other team that I was thinking about. Yeah. It would make no sense to move up. That's also what I, I guess they could, but I had either way, I guess 10 and 11 would be the same. Um, but I had the Eagles standing pat and taking miles Murphy from Clemson. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's that. I, I, I like that pick and some more D line, uh, help get some more versatility. I have them taking Devin Witherspoon just because he's there. He's the you. he'd be the the de- best defender on the board right now. Uh, just add some more depth for the cornerback, more versatility, and he's a lockdown corner that people won't want to throw to him. Darius Slay, uh, they got back. Uh, Bradbury, right? Yeah. So add add some more secondary help. Because they were getting torched in the Super Bowl by them. So that's what I have. I like you, Miles Murphy pick. Uh, Try to get some more edge help. Yeah. Tennessee Titans. Do we both have Mr. Levis here? We do. All right. Freak. It, oh, uh, man. it seems like if they don't trade all the way up to three and take Richardson or whoever is left from the top three – Seems like this is a, per- a match made in heaven. Will Levis falls down to uh, to eleven with goes to Tennessee Titans. He's a lot like Ryan Tannehill already. You can still play Tannehill this year. Have Levis off the bench, ready for the future. Or if you want, try to get rid of him or try to get rid of Tannehill. Try to get rid of Malik Willis and give the keys to Levis. Yeah, I think it would make the most sense for him to sit for a year. Um. Might as well play Tannehill while you have him. Uh, and then next year, hopefully add another receiver, which they need desperately. The only problem is you're running out of prime Derrick Henry years. Yeah, they need to figure out 
I mean, they there was the contract. The contract's going to come up. I think by the end of this year, they, there was rumors that they were going to trade them. Then it, those rumors kind of got shot down. The, uh, this does make. I mean, it makes sense as we as we said last pod when we were doing the other mock draft. It seems like they're out on Malik Willis. It seems like they really don't like uh, their their wide receiver that they drafted last year. I'm totally blanking on his name, uh, but Burks, Traylon Burks. So get they some. Don't like him. I don't know. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. But I know they don't like Malik Willis. I know they don't see him ha- him as the future. So Will Levis is in here coming in, and he's not like what I like about him is as you said, he can sit the whole year. You're not throwing him in random packages like they did with Malik Malik Willis. That he goes out yeah, there and weird. yeah, and every time they did that, he just looked bad. So. This is a this is a, a a nice future pick for them that I like. All right, the Texans are back up. Who you got? This is my favorite pick of the draft, I think. Bijan Robinson. Damn it! I mean, yeah, that's what you have. Yeah, I saw it because Chad. Once that was Chad, a Chad pick. And yeah. I just loved it so much. Yeah, we we both um, talked I tried about to, it. I tried to differ from Chad most of these spots, I think, but this pick I just love so much. It's perfect. Go get your quarterback. Go get the best playmaker in the draft. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you you said everything I was going to say. Chad had this one, and I think we both just – because we, when we were talking about it, when we were talking about Chad's uh, – and if you don't know who Chad is and what the hell we're talking about, we did a – on Tuesday's pod, we reviewed Chad's mock draft, and he's some draft analysis on NFL.com. He's a writer for NFL.com. Yeah. So – I love this pick as well. As you said, you get the best playmaker. You pair him up with your young quarterback. You don't you don't need to go wide receiver here. Um, they still have some young guys from the previous drafts. They still have, as I said, uh, Bobby Trees. They have uh, jo- uh, Cooks, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. And now you get a running back that you don't have to worry about any other running backs. They've been signing and playing Rex Burkhead, um, Marlon Mack. They've had just a terrible Lamar Miller a few years ago. Yeah, Lamar Miller. They had a uh, the undrafted guy that from Denver that they stole, uh, who's now in the XFL, Philip Lindsay. So <laughs> they've had a carousel at running back. Now you lock it down with one of the best running back prospects we've seen since Saquon, and you yep. have him. You have Bryce Young. That's an offense right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's like uh, Alfred Morris and RG three in twenty twelve. There you go. There you go. Uh, who do you have next for the Jets? I got Peter Skaronsky. I know okay. you have coming off the board already, but Jets need still need O-line. This yep. It's a perfect fit. I went O-line here, too, with Broderick Jones out of Georgia. And okay. same, same mentality. Help out for whenever you do eventually get um, Aaron Rodgers, which I don't know if you've seen the rumors – recently but it was the 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 packers are not budging on they want next year's first round pick of the jets and if i'm the packers though like the packers not have all the leverage that's what i'm saying they're they're playing it perfectly why would you budge you i'd be like second this year first next year and maybe something else and there's no there's nothing uh nothing other to say so I think they, they're playing it perfectly. I would hate to see them just, like, falter and be like, yeah, sure, have Aaron Rodgers for, for nothing. Yeah. But uh, this is what they need to be doing. 
And it'll be interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers is on this team by draft day. Yeah, we'll see. If it, like, I have really not heard that much about it. I think the GM, Joe Douglas, though, was saying, is that like a, a fundraiser or something? Talking about how they make it Aaron Rodgers. Um, but nothing has happened yet. Yeah, so that'd be interesting to see. Next up, my New England Patriots. I want to see who you who you got for them right now. I have him going tackle, Paris Johnson Jr. Oh, okay. I like that. That'll, like that or no? Okay. I I do. I do. I think that'll that'll help out. Uh, Trent Brown always injured. Other side of the line is Isaiah Wynn, which who isn't signed by anyone right now. He's just a, still a free agent. I think that uh that anchors the the offensive line. I like that. It's huge. He is. He's a monster. He fits perfectly with with Trent. Him and Trent on the two edges mm-hmm. would be two just yeah. mauling dudes, just suffocating all the edge edge threats. I like that a lot. I'm going a different route, helping out the defense, and a, a prospect that I've just fallen in love with with the Patriots that I really want him to get. Hopefully, he falls. Mr. Joey Porter Jr. Dante Banks. <laughs> no, sadly not your Maryland guy, Joey Porter Jr. I've just Ever since it feels like the Ravens and a bunch of other teams get like the big lanky corner on the sides in the first round, that's what I've been mm-hmm. I've been missing. I, I I like how I mean we we can make it do with guys who are five eleven, five ten, six foot, but if we can get a six three guy out there who's just gonna maul the number one wide receiver, really blanket him, and this guy's built like Joey Porter, he only plays corner, so. I love yep. that. I think Bill could put him in unique spots, and that that's that's what I want here out of Penn State. Do you know? All right, you're a you're a Big Ten guy. Do you? Uh, is there any any negatives to to Joey Porter Jr.? Is he? You know anything about him? I no, I couldn't tell you. All right, it's hard. It's pretending to know. And it, as we said, I think it was last pod. It's hard to talk about corners when you know. Sometimes if they're a good corner, they don't even throw the ball to them. So that's yeah. uh that's interesting. All right, the Packers. You're right. Hmm. With Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson. Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him. So Jackson Smith the Jigba is still on my board. I haven't taken that. Yeah. The funniest pick in the draft. Just getting the that, wide receiver. That's another one where it's it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Got to go receiver here as soon as Aaron leaves. Yeah, and as as we said last pod, Aaron makes all the wide receivers better. Um, so that's probably why they haven't done that. They still should have done that multiple years, but whatever. And now you get a guy for Jordan Love, just a number one threat for Jordan Love. Help him out. Their wide receiver depth, we went through it last episode, is abysmal. Um, so... Mm-hmm. You got to get a guy here. This, this we don't season. know any of the guys that they have. No, no. Besides, uh, the guy from last year who popped off at the end of the season. Yeah, Watson. That uh, that it's. I think this is like becoming a consensus, like wide receiver pick. Like this has to be a wide receiver pick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because they honestly are pretty solid elsewhere. All right, number sixteen. The pick goes to the newly freed. Washington Commanders officially sold Washington Commanders. Oh, no, no, not officially. Yes, it's signed. It's signed last night. It's signed last night? 
Yeah, did you not see that? It was last, it was about like 4 p.m. They reached an agreement. Yeah, they reached an agreement, but it wasn't signed. All right, all right. Give me, give me a, I could have sworn I saw that it was. Okay. Um, all right, you're right. It's not officially signed. They reached agreement in, in principle. principle. In principle, yeah. To well, sell I'm, ex- I'm excited. But Magic Johnson. Not, like, needs to be out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he, like, yeah. When his signature is on the paper and he's in prison, and I will, <laughs> I will be happy. But I still, like, I can't. Until it's done, I can't fully be excited. I was I was listening to the radio yesterday, and it was like the happiest I've ever heard DC Sports Radio since the Caps won the Stanley Cup. So it was it was pretty awesome. There was a guy that called in whose wife was in labor, and he's like, "My kid will never have to see Dan Snyder's face." That's awesome. That's awesome. It was. So- it felt yeah, and I saw like Evan Sheehan, who's one of the local. Uh, radio guys he tweeted out and he said we just got our team back which is is a good feeling love it so years of captivity so first pick with the by the by the time this draft is starting it'll be it'll be done deal right i think so it should be done this week all right sweet oh starting next week so i have them taking getting some o-line help daryl wright out of tennessee who if you see his, right. yeah, Dale Wright. Oh, okay, I see. Or Darnell, Darnell Wright. Sorry, out of Tennessee. Uh, yeah, if you see, I have him falling further than that. If you see his tape uh, against Will Anderson, he really did a good job against him. And if everyone's making him the consensus best defender, then maybe he's the sneaky best tackle. So that's why I have them going there, getting getting some help for for. Howell or whoever eventually played eventually Lamar Jackson, let's just say it. And uh <laughs> and getting him some O line. There you go. Now nah, you guys are too uh, good. I have O line as well. You guys won't get Caleb. Oh, we'll move up though. Oh, okay. Alright, alright. Well, we don't Sam Howell's the guy. Alright, alright. Um I have him taken Broderick Jones, Georgia. Give me a Georgia offensive tackle. I'm licking my chops. There you go. Just a big SEC guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I want. All right, so that's yeah, similar picks here. Just big SEC guys helping out the the anchor in yep. the O line. Yep, that's what they need. My next pick. They middle linebacker too, but they're gonna go get Devin White. <laughs> so they'll <laughs> be just fine. They'll be just fine. It will just be. I hope they don't have to trade this pick to go get him though. Trade next year's pick. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or try to try to as we said last time, throwing a fir- uh, a third first like the first offer uh, third overall or third round pick that's the first offer. It's got to start. <laughs> got to start low. Um, yeah. Why not a why not a five? All right. I think my the most interesting pick, maybe not in the whole draft, but recently that we've discussed is the Pittsburgh Steelers at seventeen. I'm interesting to see where did you go with them. I had Joey Porter Jr. who's still on my board. Okay. Okay. I think with that, if Joey Porter Jr. makes it to 17, it's like a lock. He's got to go to the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, his dad played there. Yeah. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Yep. 
Um, they definitely do need some corner help. Uh, I had, I could have gone Deontay Banks here, could have gone a, a number of different things, but for some reason, I decided to go Nolan Smith out of Georgia, the edge defender, the really fast guy. He's skinny. Uh, he's a little smaller from the other edge defenders, but super fast, great metrics. And for some reason, that just screamed Steelers to me. Like, just the versatility they can use with him. They can pair him up with uh, TJ Watt on the other side. They really haven't had that second edge presence since Bud Dupree left. And they, they, they put him in a, a good culture and a great, a great system with uh, – who's their – God, I'm blanking on their coach right now. With uh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin? Yeah. That's why uh, I went there. A little yeah, upside. I like there. that. I feel like this pick has got to be defense, given who's on the board right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they already have a solid – set of weapons offensively i guess they could use o-line help still did they do anything in free agency to address that mm, not nothing big nothing big so that oh, could definitely I, be a they pick could definitely there. go o-line here but i think I'd, I'd expect defense yeah i'm trying to so let's see like rich get richer i agree and there's also you could go with a uh maybe a second um like a second wide or not a second wide receiver, but a third wide receiver to pair up. But I don't, I don't. It's too high in the draft. They always find a late round gem, either in the second round or it, hell in the third. So I like, uh, I like going defense here as well. Oh, they signed a, a lot of O line help, but they're not, they're not very good. I did that. It's not very good. Depth it's, pieces. Yeah, just a bunch of depth pieces. All right. Next up, lines back on the board. What you got? I got Lucas Van Ness, Iowa. Okay. Uh, I think this was a Chad pick as well. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, pairing I should... him with Hutchinson. Chad had him going way early, didn't he? I thought he went up in, like, the top 10. But I don't know. Maybe but... he did. I remember you saying he was a reach. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have him coming up soon, but I have Miles Murphy here. He, uh, he fell. Oh, okay. Yep, he fell far in my draft. I just didn't see – I saw the Steelers taking the upside and Nolan Smith over him and a solid defender adding – you get a nice corner up in up in six. You get a nice edge help here in 18. It just seems like a, a match made in heaven. Those are like their two important needs. So either way, mm-hmm. I like the pick. Um, all right, 19, I had no idea what to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely no idea. I have idea. Nolan Smith here. Okay, I have Lucas Van Ness, so we're just kind of flipping around these edge guys for these couple picks, and I that's I I think you're right. They go edge help, they go defense, (laughs) yeah, because like they don't they don't need to go wide receiver. It's too Mm. early to get like Hendon Hooker or something. It seems like this could be a trade down spot. Try to get some more assets. I I really don't even know what else they go. I mean, they're I mean they could go middle linebacker if they trade white before this but i i don't know i like lucas van ness here um or who'd you have nolan smith either way project guy working with a already decent actually already pretty good defense um so i like the edge pick here all right uh, seahawks got next seattle i have him getting d-line help here with uh was it kalijah cansey 
how you say it. Yeah, yeah, Pitt. from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I had them taking Jalen Carter beforehand, so I didn't go D-line okay. here. I went with some help Hanks? for Geno. No, I went oh, Jordan. Okay. I went Jordan Addison out of USC. Um, I think just another wide receiver to throw out there with, uh, with Geno, help him out, try to capture the magic that you had last year. And you got some defense help earlier. Uh, help out the offense here. They need another receiver, though. They have DK. They have Tyler Lockett. And then, then I don't know. Then who's, who's next, really? So, I don't know. I think they, yeah, they definitely could. Uh, and just, I think, try to get, get a little younger on the offense. Maybe if Geno doesn't work. I mean, G, it seems like Geno's a stopgap. They're going to get a quarterback eventually. Uh, then Jordan mm-hmm. Addison's there with DK. Tyler Lockett's getting old. So, you have those two young guys coming in for whoever's next at quarterback. Yep. Yeah, I guess I like that. 21, what'd you go with? Um, well, I have Jordan Addison here. Okay. I uh, I had a run at wide receivers right here. Seems like uh, that's kind of how it goes in the draft. Once one goes, a bunch a bunch of teams get worried and have to draft a couple. No, and these late teens and early 20s. Yeah, yeah, late teens, early 20s. Uh, definitely see it happening. Wide receiver time. I, uh, I have the Chargers taking Zay Flowers. As we said with Chad's draft, just try to get – Justin uh Justin Herbert some more help. Try to get him some more down play guy down down the field guys. Just guys that can Especially stay when Williams and Keenan Allen are always hurt. Yeah. yeah, and they're always running with uh with all their bench guys anyway. So try to get a nice young guy that'll stay healthy, help out Herbert. I so I have Zay Flowers. That could be interchangeable, I feel like, with Addison. Or poor 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 Ravens. Well, I in my draft, they're fine. They're chilling with Quentin Johnson oh, okay. from TCU. Uh, oh, I forgot he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you yes. got him. You got him early at fifteen here. He fell, so I have the Ravens taking him. You got Odell Beckham. As we said last pod, I don't think it's enough. Try to get a uh, another guy to cater to Lamar Jackson. Yep, I haven't taken Zay Flowers from BC. You have the the Ravens do. Oh, okay. So why'd you say poor poor Ravens? Because I thought in your draft they wouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Quentin Johnson right there. I forgot about Quentin Johnson. All right, Vikings. Anywho. I got my boy. Ah, oh, so do Matthew I. Banks going here. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that was yeah. the first same pick we've had in a while. Yeah, I know. We, we were doing pretty well here. Uh, yeah, I also have Deontay Banks helping out uh, a secondary who that's pretty depleted. They just lost Pat Pete, which is, I mean, I always make fun of Pat Pete whenever he's mentioned but he, he he was a good solid defender for them for a little bit and now you get some more young cornerback help yep. jags I love it. jags is one of the another interesting pick for me seems like they uh they have young guys all over the board seems like they could really go any mm-hmm. position here uh who did you have them taking i have darnell Wright, who's still on my board offensive tackle okay i think that's a perfect perfect fit I like that. I like that a lot. You you help out Trevor Lawrence. Try to get as much help as you can for them. They lost uh, Andrew. No, not Andrew Thomas. Someone Thomas, their O tackle, went to the Chiefs. Got paid a lot of money, so they could definitely use a a new wide res- or a new offensive tackle there. I had them going 
with the versatile Brian Branch out of Alabama. He could play corner. He can he can play nickel corner. He can play safety, uh, helping out that defense and just adding a an anchor to. You have a bunch of young guys back there, but you have a, a nice a nice safety to pair them up with. Yeah, I like that one. I, you're right. It seems it feels like it could go anywhere. Yeah, like and who's best? I feel like they could go anywhere, and no one would be mad. Like I could see them if one of these wide receivers fall, mm. take another wide receiver, help them out. Um, offensive tackle, as you said, they could go hell. They could go like linebacker. They could go edge. Anyone who falls. Just take the best player on the board, and I felt like the most versatile one and the best one for their defense would be Brian. Yeah. All right. The Giants. New York football Giants. Um, I didn't really know where to go here, honestly. I didn't take an Osiris Torrance. Damn it. From Florida. Yeah. Yeah, we both got him. <laughs> uh, I, I also... I think did... our next one is probably going to be the same, too. Yeah, probably. This seems I like a guess. this seems like a lock for the draft. The the Cowboys. Yes. But uh, <laughs> anyways, to the New York Football Giants, uh, Osias Torrance, just get the best O line help you can get. Try to build around Daniel yeah. Jones. You already paid him all the money. They so they have to build around Daniel Jones. Uh, get some get some interior interior line help. You already got the tackles in the past couple drafts, so get some interior line help here. I think it makes sense. Um, it could really use another receiver. Uh, I just don't like who's on the board right now. Yeah, I could see them trading up. Honestly, I was gonna say if they want to get a receiver, they should trade up. I think a perfect spot for them to trade up would be nineteen. 19. Yes, yes. Bucks? Yeah. There we go. We're cooking with fire now. Yeah, we really are. Uh, that would be a perfect spot for them to trade up. Try to get one of those wide receivers before the run comes in from twenty to twenty-two. Um. And yeah, they could definitely use a wide receiver because I mean they have no one really as their wide like their their wide receivers are pretty much they didn't sign anyone big in free agency, right? I don't think so. It went they got a tight end, right? Um, blanking. I'm I'm looking at they get a tight end. I'm looking at who they got. They got oh they got J. All right, not 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 anyone good. They got Jamison Crowder. Um. They got Tom Sweeney in tight end. Oh, Darren Waller. That's who they got. They traded for Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, they got Paris Campbell at wide receiver, too. So they, they are filling out their depth chart. Darius Slayton came back. They're getting some guys. Uh, as you said, they definitely could trade up for one and, and get, a, get a better wide receiver to help out Daniel Jones. So speaking of the Giants, mm-hmm. before we move on, did you see Saquon Barkley? He's a... Uh, He's pulling a Le'Veon Bell. Is he? Yeah. He is, uh, he's not no. signing his franchise tag. He's looking for an extension. And another player on the Giants, Dexter Lawrence, is also holding out. So the Boy. Giants, if they go into camp with these problems, are going to be having their best offensive player and their best defensive player out this, for the start of training camp. Not a sign you want to see if you're a New York Giants fan, but uh, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know what you do with Saquon. I don't know how you could possibly pay him guaranteed money or a long-term deal until you see him stay healthy for a whole season. But Dexter, Dexter Lawrence is another guy. They, they just need to restructure the contract. They need to get it done. Hopefully this Daniel Jones deal 
doesn't uh doesn't ruin their chances for him. And as in hopefully for both of us hating the New York Giants, I mean definitely <laughs> it would be a real shame. <laughs> yeah, it would be a real real shame if they lost both of them. <laughs> All right. As we said, 26 Dalton Kincaid. Oh, I had Michael Meyer. Oh, okay, okay. Um I just I mean Dalton Kincaid, Michael Meyer, tight ends. Yep, one of the tight ends. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I I haven't watched a comparison between the two. I haven't watched uh, anything really about the two guys. I just know that they're the best two tight ends on the board. And the <laughs> cow. Oh. oh, it's me. Oh my god! No time to mute. Yeah, no, it's all right. That that, that clearly had to come out. That sounded like a devil coming out of you. Um, that was the Dan Snyder demons. Yeah, it was coming. They're coming out. They're coming, coming out. out. <laughs> So oh, it's all right. It's all right. I forgive you. Um, Dalton Kincaid or Michael Myers. I could see them just they, two they have brightest to, people in the draft. Yeah, seems like a Jerry Jones special, and they have to yep. get a they have to get a guy to replace Dalton. Uh, Dalton, uh, crap. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, that's his name. Dalton Schultz went to mm-hmm. the Texans, so they got to get a guy to replace him. Dak Lovestone in the tight ends. So get a get a good first round tight end in here. All right, 20... I think it makes way too much sense. Yeah, I think it makes way too much sense, too. Uh, 27. Bills was another hard one. Really, really difficult for me to pick. Who'd you have? I took Brian Branch. Okay. I don't... No idea. <laughs> they don't really need anything. No, they don't. They need I... running back, but they draft running back every year. Yeah, and they... they... They signed a, a couple in free agency. They they traded for they've been looking for their that pass catcher running back. I could see them going uh Gibbs here from Alabama, but it seems like a little early for me. I still had them reaching for a player that I'm not a big fan of. It seems like a, a lot of draft experts are a big fan of. A really fast, small guy in Jalen Hyatt. Get another wide receiver out there to help out Stefan Diggs, help out Josh Allen. Okay. Um and just Get the get the pressure off Allen in the playoffs. Yeah, I like that pick. All right, the Bengals. I had Don Kincaid here. Okay, so we switched. I had Michael Meyer. Yeah. They they, yeah. I think they go tight end as well. You get a, a first round tight end in here. Then you have a, a complete mm-hmm. wide receiver core for Joe Burrow. Um, you gotta. Eventually, you just got to ride with the O-line guys that you have. They can't just keep taking O-line guys and hoping they work. Um, I like the Michael Mile pick. I like Dalton Kincaid. Either one, just get that threat out of the tight end position that they haven't had, I feel like, in forever. They had they had a Hayden Hurst last year who played really well. He's now in the Panthers. So they got to get a guy to uh, to be the number one tight end in here. Yep, I think it makes it makes too much sense. I agree. The Saints. Who do you got? I have Brian Brees. Breesy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. D-line. So I went D-line as well, but if you have noticed, I didn't have the Pittsburgh guy, Kalijah Kansi, yet. So yeah. he falls all the way to the Saints here at 29. I think they got the D-line makes sense. They, they already have – they're spending all the money in the world on every other position. So help out the D-line that is – Pretty pretty beaten. I feel like there's I, like what D lineman is good on the Saints besides Cam uh, Jordan, Cam, Cam Jordan, yeah. But he's an edge, so I 
definitely go D-line here. I like either of those picks. The Eagles. I'm just going to say right now, I have Brian Brees. So he goes a pick later in my mock. I have a, I have a spicy one. Okay. We have the Lions moving up at the end of the first round and taking Hendon Hooker. Oh, okay. I like that. You get a guy, you can ride with Jared Goff this year while Brian or while Hendon Hooker is injured. You can see what he's like in the locker room, see what he's like at practice. Um, and then I like this too because it's like the, the Lamar Jackson a couple years ago when the Eagles trade or when the Ravens mm-hmm. traded up to the 32nd pick. Where if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're not spending too much money on him. He's not a high draft pick. Yep. But uh, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. You get Hendon Hooker in the building. Uh, you get him on that fifth-year option if you if you do end up liking him. And you, you work towards the future. Pressure on golf. Yeah, put some pressure on golf. Work towards the future. I like that a lot. All right, 31. Technically the end of the uh, the first round here. But for both of our – the website that we used – they had him go all the way to 32. So we will do 32, the first pick in the second, second round. But the Chiefs, where'd you go here? I had Will McDonald, edge of Iowa State. Okay. I, uh, I mean, this is another pick where they could literally pick anyone. Li- anyone. And it, 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 <laughs> it wouldn't matter at all. I just had them getting more O-line help. You can never have enough O-line help. I had them getting Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. I don't know anything about him. I'm not going to lie. But uh, that's, that's what I had. I, I, oh, did I lose you for a second? All right, we're back. Oh, you're good. So I really wanted to go with my next pick here. I felt like it would be really fun, but it, there were, it seems no, no use to me on the Chiefs. All right, who do you have next? Last pick. pick. <laughs> All right, yeah, all right, I'll go with it. So – uh, I had the Steelers. They had the 32nd pick, which is hilarious because this could have been the Bears, but they decided to trade it. Oh, sorry. It keeps showing that. for a second. Yeah. All, right, all, right, all right, The Bears keep trading it. They, they traded this pick and ended up being the 32nd pick in the draft for uh, a bum in Chase Claypool. But uh, I have them taking Darnell Washington out of Georgia. I, I, oh, okay. I just, I, I love this player. Just a, Big, meaty tight end. He can block off the edge. He can, uh... uh. <laughs> you didn't like meaty? You didn't like no, I did not. Uh, they have Firemuth as more of their receiving guy. I like meaty. <laughs> they, have, they have Firemuth as their uh, receiving guy. Darnell can be uh, a backup to him. Block off the edge. And uh, if anyone will find a way to make him into a receiver threat, it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, yeah, I just I true. love the pick here. I really wanted him to go him to go to the Chiefs. It would just be hilarious to have yeah. two great tight ends off the edge, but uh, or off in the offense. But uh, I couldn't I couldn't go that far, and I uh, I wanted him to go to the Steelers. Um, I had Mazai Smith line from Michigan because I had him going corner earlier. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Helping out the defense as much as you can. And they, I mean, this, as we said with their, their first pick, I think it was what, like 18, 17. Yeah. They could really go a number of positions here. So I, I think if I were to redo it, I could see them going Kelly Ringo out of Georgia, another corner, since I don't have them taking a corner early. But 
I uh, I like that pick there in the D line. All right, we made it through all thirty two. Yeah, that was uh that was fun. I love I love fun. doing these mock drafts. Um, so this is our first mock draft. It'd probably be I don't know if we it'll probably be our only one. We haven't really done multiple mock drafts in a year, but excited to see where these guys go. Excited never to know. Look, yeah, you never know. Excited to see uh, what what other mock drafts come out, what other ones we review within the next coming weeks. We have, I think it's 15, oh no, today it's 14 days. 14 days until the draft, and there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening. So stay tuned for more more draft coverage, and I, I think we should end it there. I don't know if we have any major things for College Corner. I feel like we all said it Tuesday. Dickinson's visiting on Sunday. Oh boy. You gonna go see him? No. I would like to. Oh, also, before uh since we were talking about dreams and fantasies last episode, uh this I woke up last night at like five in the morning in a cold sweat because it was in my dream, it was draft day, and the New England Patriots took some offensive tackle that was like he was ranked like 20th in the offensive tackles in the first round. And I, I remember in my dream, I just kept like refreshing the, the draft. I was like, there's no way this is true. Like, there's no way we just did this again <laughs> where we just pick a random O-lineman that could go in a number of rounds in the first round. But luckily I woke up and it wasn't draft day. <laughs> and that, that wasn't true. But uh, I, was, I was really nervous. I was. I remember in my dream, I was like texting my dad. I was like, I can't believe we did this again. Like we didn't get a a blue chip player. Like come on now. But uh, luckily, luckily we still have fourteen days. There you go. It's, if you're wondering like how much we think about this kind of stuff, like it's in our dreams. Yeah, that's how I much. dreamed the other night that Hunter Dickinson was visiting here, and I saw him. <laughs> so. All right. Well. That does it for today's episode. Enjoy your weekend. I, uh, I'm excited to get back on Tuesday and report how I do in Tennessee. Polo player. But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's ha- everyone have a good weekend. And we'll see everybody on Tuesday.